ultimately it comes down to what you've had access to you know during these last 12 or so weeks in your training like have you have you had a rig have you had a barbell so you have to you have to identify exactly you know the exercises and the the movement patterns that you've not been able to do and then those are the exercises and areas that you need to be aware of uh, when you are getting back into the gym Hello guys and welcome to the new JST Compete podcast. Here we have head coach and owner of JST Compete, Stephen Fawcett. Alongside him, right-hand man, Jack Cornfay and myself, Kyle Clark. In each episode, we're going to talk about different topics that are going to help you along on your fitness journey. Before we get started, be sure to hit that subscribe button to not miss out on future podcasts. Today's first topic is going to be talking back to training um, as we are currently in a lockdown and trying to figure out what's the best way um, to get back into certain things like uh, weightlifting, gymnastics, um, along them lines really. So my sort of biggest question is is the safest way. Um, and I presume that's probably going to be what a lot of the people are going to be thinking about. Obviously, don't hit any injuries as we go back in. Um, so just some general pointers and what you guys think. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a it's a good topic, I'm sure, and it's and it's good that people, um, you know, there's people on our program that are messages and asking, you know, when gyms are back open, what you know, what should they be doing? It's good that people are thinking, at least thinking about it, rather than just um, you know just being excited to chuck themselves back in uh, head first. Yeah. Uh, so it's good that people are aware that they can't just go straight back into it. Um, and ultimately, it comes down to what you've had access to, you know, during these last 12 or so weeks in your training. Like, have you, have you had a rig? Have you had a barbell? So you have, to, you have to identify exactly, you know, the exercises and the, the movement patterns that you've not been able to do. And then those are the exercises and areas that you need to be aware of uh, when you are getting back into the gym. Um, you know, and getting exposed to them again. Yeah. Um, looking, well, sorry, go on. Go on. go on. It's looking likely, isn't it, now that, like, I think you said from the 4th of July in the UK, so that's like four yeah. weeks' time that it's we're probably going to be able to go back into gyms, whether that's kind of, you know, we only, we're only allowed in for like two to three sessions a week, yeah. which we'll probably kind of, naturally break some people in a little bit when it comes yeah. back to you know doing stuff yeah. they've not been able to um but it's good to, like like you said steve that people are starting to think about it now and for us like programming wise where this is the time now like four to six weeks out we can start preparing you guys uh to kind of ease you back in and you know look at loading up certain muscles we might not have have done for the past six to eight weeks um, in the same way. I feel like on that topic of like muscles, I feel like it's more people still have that strength, but it's like ligaments and tendons that take that beating, don't they? Because they haven't really got more exercise. Is that what you think? You know, like yes, yeah, adding in that tempo sort of stuff and yeah, it's the um, they've just not been exposed to certain um, you know movement patterns and like certain like end ranges like just take the kipping for example which is probably one of be one of the big ones is there's not really any way that you can replicate there's a few things you can do but you can't fully replicate no. uh, that stress that you get there through the shoulders the force you're gonna get when you come yeah when you come through kipping with with force and speed um there's the, you know there's exercise you can do to keep your shoulders healthy and and um keep them uh functioning but you can't really replicate that too much. You know, we put stuff in like walking lunges with uh, a swing overhead with some light dumbbells, and that kind of is that's that's replicating that movement, but it's nowhere near the same amount of speed or force. So that so the load that's going through the shoulders is significantly less. So, um, yeah, and that's and it it's this 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 same topic goes and it applies the same for. You know, if you've had to have two weeks off of training because you've gone on holiday or you've been ill for a few weeks and you've not been able to get into the gym, you know, because you've not had the energy or you've just not been feeling well, um, 
you know, or you've had an off season, you've had three, four weeks uh, just completely chilling out. You might have just done a big competition and uh, you just need some time off. And it's that return to sport protocol, which is just, this, it's, it's the same. Um, whenever you're getting back into the gym and training, um, so not just for lockdown, it's going to be uh, yeah, everything. So you know. Don't just like whatever information we give you now, it's not just for um, like this doesn't just happen for lockdown, like this happen. this is this constantly like how you, sh- how you should be returning to training when you've not been exposed to mm. intensity and and uh, and volume for a while. Um, so what about on volume? Yeah. So, um, what were we saying? So, I think a lot of people are going to be like, not done so much, um, but are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go back and train this much um, straight away. Um, so, what's the protocol for them to not get too excited, if you like? You know, it's just because they're back training, we've been locked down or we've not been doing nothing for a yeah. long period. I think Jack touched on it there when he said, you know, you might only be allowed in for two or three sessions a week, but I also think there'll be a time cap that you're allowed in. You know, if there's only going to be a certain amount of people in the gym at a time and you've got your own little area, you know, then you might only have 45 minutes or an hour to be in the gym and, and train. So, you know, that automatically helps things mm-hmm. a little bit. But then, you know, then the people might run the risk of trying to cram loads in because they don't have... You know, they don't have two hours just to take it easy and just do things at, a, you know, a relaxed pace. Like, they might feel like they need to cram 90 minutes of training into 45 minutes, and that's where you could come come across a few uh, issues. Um, Volume-wise, again, people need to understand their bodies and what they have been exposed to previously, um, what level of volume uh, could they... Um, safely and effectively handle when they were training everything was uh, normal in the gyms um, and kind of like seeing that a bit of a, a timeline of what they're doing now what they used to be doing and then you know every two to three weeks you want to be just gradually being able to up that volume until you you know over a six to eight week period you're back to um, you know, where you were at uh, pre-covid yeah. I suppose that's a good question there. Like you've said, um, that timeline. I think that's, that would be quite, you know, like a lot of people would be like, well, how, when should I go back to like doing all that? Um, what, what should you be looking out for? Signs of um, being fatigued, obviously, or, you know, just yeah. I mean, a rule of thumb. It's, so it's, people just don't just go for it or not, if you know what I mean. You know, it's, it's hard to give um, general general advice but if you think if let's say that what you were doing before lockdown is a hundred percent let's call that percent, and then what you're doing now let's say it's let's say someone like you for example kyle is you've got you've not had access to a rig so you've not been able to do any kipping gymnastics movements or any rings so your level now of a volume of that is zero percent yeah and let's say your 100 percent was 60 ring muscle ups per week yeah um, you know, 100, like 100 to 120 toaster bar per week, you know, yeah. maybe chest bars and, um, and maybe another 40 or 50 bar muscle ups. So let's say that that's, if you worked out that that's what you were doing per week and you were fine in terms of like that wasn't too much, yeah. that was like a good level for you then, then you've got a bit of a scale there. It's like you're currently on zero and you were at these numbers. Yeah. Um, and then we, you need to kind of like gradually work back to that point. Um, it doesn't mean like don't do any. No. Um, you know, just like anything when you're returning from an injury and you're kind of like using those muscle groups again, then just keeping a high rest uh, period so that your quality of movement is stays high and you can, you know, the muscle groups are fully recovering. Um to keep the intensity a little bit lower as well. Yeah, just keep. Yeah, don't don't push in. Not be pushing the intensity too much. Not chucking it in with, not chucking these exercises in with other exercises so that they're kind of pre-fatigued. You know, just doing the things that you've not been able to do for the last few months, just on their own in controlled environments. Um, I know, actually remember going at your own speed. I think I was like injured a little bit, and I was like normal about uh, six weeks. And I come back and I've just done a CrossFit workout. I just jumped in the JSD uh, class 
and it yeah. wrote me off for about a week. Yeah. Just because obviously we just had all the movements in there, ring muscle ups, and I just went for it after having a long time off, and it, it just, just killed me. It was better just to be like, I'll do a bit of conditioning, a bit of gymnastics. Yeah, it's, it's, the same, like, it's the same concept. So, like, I try and put it in another sport. Like, you know, a lot of us played football before, and if you go through, um, I don't know if we've, we've tried playing football, you know, in the last couple of years where we go and do the odd seven aside game. And how often does the ball come to you? You try and ping it 30 metres and your hip and your leg is just like your hip is just feeling reductive. You feel like you're trying to hit um, Plus, they've just not been exposed to that, to that specific movement. You think, oh, I've been doing CrossFit every day for the last six years. How was, how was my legs hurting from just kicking a football? But they've not been exposed to that specific movement of you know, quite a fast swing through with your leg. Mm. Uh, running into that ball with a bit of speed, then planting your body weight, and then um, you know kicking the ball. So it just goes. It's it's the it's the same principle there. And, and when when um, when we've come back from having a few weeks off after the games, or you know after a big competition, is that everything that we're doing training wise, and this is why when we have off seasons, is that we're training conditioning weightlifting, gymnastics, uh, like all separately and all in controlled environments and develop, developing them so that the ceiling of those movements can get higher so that when we gradually make it a bit more sport specific, we can, we can handle um, the volume and we can gradually build that intensity of, of mixing everything up together. Like a classic CrossFit workout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quite and demanding. That's well. where that's where just jumping straight into a CrossFit workout, let's say a 15-minute AMRAP of chest of bar pull-ups and, um, you know, deadlifts or a bunch of snatches, you know, a bunch of exercises you've not done, 15-minute AMRAP, you're going to, le- you're going to, one, you're going to perform crap, like you're not going to go that fast, so you're going to get a little bit unmotivated about that. Two, you're going to be very sore for the next few days. Um and yeah, I don't know what three is, but it's just not going to be great. It's just not going to be great. When you think about it like this now, you think, well, yeah, why would I do that? But yeah. you can easily just get, you get back in the gym, you know, your mates are there. The excitement you know, will take over. Coach is hyping you up. Yeah. And you can easily just get yourself into that position. And um, Actually, I think that's another good point. Having like certain coaches from gyms that are going to hype the gym up because it's reopened. Yeah. I think you could easily fall into that, can't you? Like, I'll jump in a class because everyone's doing it. Next thing you know, you've got a torn ligament. Yeah. Just because you're just this cleaning was, 150. You've got to understand exactly what you've been exposed to, like what what you've been doing over the last three months and what your position is. And if, like, like, uh, like anything, if you have a good time off, usually after a big uh, time off of something, once you, you have a bit of time and building it back in, the ceiling of that exercise gets higher. Like you, you start improving like that plateau that you've been through because you've laid off it for, let's say it's snatching. Let's say your snatch has not gone up for you know years or months and months. And then you take six weeks away from snatching and then you revisit it again. And just because you know, you've given that your, your body and... Um, a lot of times the central nervous system like a big time off it's ready to go big again and you'd be ready to to handle more intensity more volume if you gradually get your body to that point um yeah. i think with the, go on. Go on. i was going to say like with the like the unlock your squat kind of program like like you say they've taken that time off you know doing snatching like heavy squats everything else um and work on them kind of foundational bits and that foundation that people, you know, have probably neglected because yeah. they've been mm. focusing a bit more on the fancy stuff. That foundation is going to be so much bigger now that when it, like you say, when it does come back to squatting, like, it's, yeah. you know, it's got a bigger foundation to kind of, yeah. you know, place that itself on again. Um, so if you have been taking advantage of, you know, like the Unlock Your Squat programme, this gymnastic one that we're we're getting sorted, yeah. um, like it's only right. gonna 
So these sort of foundation yeah. programs are brilliant, really, just to like ease yourself back in, coming back in with the load and everything. Yeah, like. so we've got, we're putting together, Jack's been working um, on uh, a gymnastics program that we'd, we'd already kind of written, but it was, um, you know, it's going to be similar to uh, the phase one of the cycle, we've, what we've done. And how it's similar and why we're using phase one is, if you think that's phase one of an off-season program. So prior to that, people have had a bit of time off so they're coming from going into phase one um not having done like loads of you know loads of kipping or you know well it's just problems yeah a load of kipping movements or not, not being able to dangle and swing around from rings so it's the same it's the same kind of thing now is, is that's not what you've not been able to do that for the last few months so although you're not going to be able to be kipping again or you know, dangling from rings over the next few weeks until the gym's open. Um, it's just loading up those muscle groups so that they're at least going into when you go into kipping. Um, you know, they're getting used to being activated, it's just not quite to mm. as being as specific to you know dangling off a rig. But as much as you can do now, so that when you do when the gyms do open, um, you're ready to go. And just just on that point, point where we've we've uh, you know, everyone's been forced to kind of chill out, haven't they? Everyone's just yeah. been, um, you know, there's a there's an excuse there, but which you know, is a good enough excuse where people can't just be going into the gym and just, you know, like smashing themselves and doing a competition and then getting straight back in the gym. You know, I go on about it quite quite often of, about people needing to let themselves rest after gym. And, and everyone's not now, unless you've got a, a home gym where you can keep attending it, um, everyone's everyone's had that 12 week period at least 12 week period where they've had to relax they've had to spend less time in the gym they can't be lifting heavy weights you know two or three four times a week they can't be doing super hard workouts they're limited to body weight or the odd dumbbell um, and it's a blessing in disguise I think I think you'll see everyone else who, who has had that time off over the last few months they'll find that in a couple of months time their motivation, their reaction to, you know, like stimuluses that will be giving themselves whether we're going through a heavy squat program or, you know, the strength stimulus that they'll be getting, the body will be absorbing it up and they'll, they'll react to whatever training stimulus they're given a lot better than what they used to be doing because the body has had that time where it's just completely just kind of like rested and not just kind of do more, work more, you know, lift heavier, yeah. uh, be busier. You know, everyone's, I don't know about you guys, but I've, I've had to slow down a bit in this last 12 weeks because, you know, you've got no other choice, so you've got to stay at home. Um, and I think it's been a good break just in, in general for everyone. Um, and you'll find that people, when they, when they do ease themselves back in and when they ease themselves back in properly, um, they'll find that the bodies will just, you know, they'll, they'll thank them for the time off that it's had. And it's hard to accept while it's happening because you you know you're detraining you're going through a phase where you know you're getting worse at you know muscle ups or you know gymnastics kipping you've not been on it so of course you're going to get worse at them um and it's a hard thing to accept that you know you put years and year, years of training to get this good and people maybe feel like when they get back to the gym they're going to be, be at square one and they might like the performances might be like not at square one, but close to, because they've just been away from the movement so often, but the muscle memory is still there. You still know how to do the skill. Like it's still clocked in your brain and the, the muscle memory from your brain to um, muscles is still there. Uh, and as soon as that comes back and the exposure to those muscles of, you know, the body's adapted from it, the ceiling will become higher because the, the, the body's had that time to, to rest. There was a, um, there was a, um, analogy that Ben Bergeron said, I can never remember the exact words, but he was talking about um, Katrin's snatch technique, or it might have been, it was, it was a technique on, or maybe it was, maybe it was Brooke Wells, it was a technique on something, uh, some lifts, and he said, imagine, you imagine you're underwater, and at the top of the water, you're just like this layer of ice, and that's like, you're, you, you've rise up to the top of the water and there's this layer of ice and you're trapped under the water and to get out of the water you've got to swim right back down 
mm. look around, find the hole in the ice, and then swim around that way to get out of the water to go up, to get above the water. And it's the yeah. same thing as where, if, like before lockdown, if people were just like, you know, training, 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 and competing, and then just training, um, you know, living a busy lifestyle and going to mm. work and then training again and trying to j- j- juggle the kids around. Like this time where we've had to just relax and just drop back down into the bottom of the ocean and then had a bit of a chance to, you know, find a bit of a different path. And then, um, you know, compact. And, and, you know, I think it's good, it's good timing with the Open being in five months. Um, you know, people will be back to normal in four to six weeks easily. And then, you know, motivation will be up through the roof. Bodies will be reacting better to training. Um, and there's gonna, I reckon there'll be some pretty uh, uh, impressive performances coming through in the opening for next season because everyone will just be so hungry. Uh, yeah. They'll be mentally hungry for it and their bodies will be ready to take on more work. Definitely. Okay, what, what about um, what are you guys going to offer in the programme um, on the, the stages of getting these guys back? As in, with the weightlifting, let's say, um, is there certain things that are going to be in planned to, um, you know, yeah. I don't know, like tempo stuff? Or is there anything that you guys have already got it planned out? So, again, there's, a, there's we put, um, you know, we, we have something that's been in the program now for a couple of years and it's about seg- self-regulation. So you'll often see, you'll often see, um, we put rep ranges, uh, set ranges or, you know, weight ranges, um, it might be three to five sets or um, 60 to 75%. And we put those ranges in so that people who are stuck for time, who do need a bit more, um, you know, they're just fatigued from, you know, other, whether it's from the training or other lifestyle factors, um, or they've had a bit of, they've had a week where they've not been able to get to the gym. They can just keep on then following the program, but they just drop to the lower end set ranges the lower end rep, you know, intensity ranges, weight ranges. Yeah. Um, and then they can still get the same work done. And it's, it's giving the body the same stimulus as someone who follows the top end set ranges, who's been able to train as usual for the last, you know, six weeks. It's the same, you, that you, the two bodies there are going to react the same or similar. Um, whereas if you went in and you follow, if you had been off for a week or you had been ill, and then you went straight back into top end set ranges. That's going to be that's going to be just it's going to tip you over the edge. It's going to be too much. Yeah. So that same protocol that we have now of, of the the self regulation where you can drop the volume yourself and just go off how you're feeling is just going to continue to be in there. Uh, and this is just a perfect example of how to use it. Not someone might use it. And I think we said it on the last little chat that we had is again export. Uh, realize how identify what you've had exposure to you might have been able to weightlift through you might have had a barbell you might have been able to follow weightlifting you know just as normal for the whole time so you don't necessarily need to scale down the volume too much of that um but you might not have been on a rig so you do need to scale down the volume of that yeah um and just be aware of the muscle soreness and the doms that you get you're gonna get doms you're gonna get sore um, but it doesn't want to be like excruciatingly, you know, just on mirth type sore. You know, you just want to be able to get a bit of soreness once we've gone after a couple of days, and then you can think about loading it up again. Yeah. Uh, like little and often would be the key to do small, like a small volume of an exercise, but you know, revisit it every few days rather than just like once a week smash it into the ground, give it seven days to recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and then um, so, yeah, like Jack, Jack, you can take on, on. Um, the gymnastics, um, gymnastics stuff we've been putting together. Do you want me to you want me delve into it now? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Give it a little bit of a bit more info, really. Get, um, just so yeah. I think, just so they know exactly what's coming, and also if we can direct it where if people outside the JST compete are listening. Like they can implement it into their own training or, or such. You know what I mean? Give it a little bit more, yeah, bit more um, yeah, yeah. information on on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the kind of gymnastics that we're putting together now, like I say, it's probably going to be 
like a minimum of four weeks that we might get back in gyms. It might be a little bit longer, depending on, you know, what your gym owner is going to be and deciding that you're going to do. But basically, it's a mixture of core work. So we're building that tension up in, like, your abs again, not just in your abs, like, in your hamstrings and your glutes when you come back into that arch. Um, tempo strength work. Everyone, probably at the start of lockdown, they were probably hammering that, you know, quite a lot. And yeah. you can see that it's probably tapered off a little bit. There's probably three, four weeks, really, and people probably haven't been doing quite as much. Um, so it's good to kind of build that time under tension again um, as well. So there's a bit of tempo work in there. Uh, there's plenty of negatives and pauses. Um, so negatives, so we're controlling, you know, the eccentric phase of the movement. It's key, especially with kipping. It's such like an explosive concentric that we train not just, you know, that phase of the movement. We want to train the eccentric so we can control uh, control every part of the movement and holds as well. So isometric work. Um, I don't know if some of you might have read my article in... Uh, yeah, I was going to get on to that because that was pretty good. I, I like that. Yeah. Side um, of the eccentric and all that pauses stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously, the suit, a lot of people find them quite boring, but holds the the pretty key. Um, like I've, um, well, I've realised more so recently from, you know, doing that reading and writing them articles as well. Um, like being able to kind of flick the switch so that's why we do kind of pauses because uh, it's usually the point of the movement where you're having to change direction pretty fast um, so like if we're doing dead hangs that's usually you know the bottom of the the kit before we come back round or a chin over bar hold um, where if you're doing kipping you know pull-ups or bar muscle-ups or anything you end up kind of pushing back away from the bar um, so there's plenty of like pauses and holds in there as well and then for the dynamic work obviously probably most of us haven't been able to get on the rig um, so Steve mentioned before the lunges with kind of the overhead swings that's just going to start to load up your shoulders a little bit more obviously our body weight's a lot more than um, you know a couple of kilos of plates in our hands kind of swinging overhead but if we get a decent amount of reps in, it's just going to, you know, prepare the shoulders and all those muscles that haven't come through in a kip, you know, really quite fast over the past kind of 10 to 12 weeks. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of a mixture of evolving and bringing them back in. Um, so when we do get back on a rig, you know, our body's not like, what the hell is going on? Or <laughs> bicep going pink or yeah. whatever else, really. Um, so there's no stress factors there so it'd be yeah yeah exactly because um, there's probably a lot of people that have been doing a lot of mobility like probably extra on top of the program they've been doing like the go of mobility or whatever so um, so they've got this new range of motion, like, we can, oh, I can get my arm all the way back here, but they've no control there whatsoever. Um, and that's, especially when people come, not, don't prepare themselves before they get back onto a rig. Yeah. Like, they're your injuries straight away. So, um, yeah, it's all exercises to prepare you ready to, ready to go. With weightlifting, um, in terms of weightlifting as well, it's like it's 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 very sim simple in my eyes. Obviously, we put those snatch and clean jerk warm ups in, um, but you know if you do those properly, um, you know you've you've rocked up quite a lot of reps there with an empty barbell and you've drilled in the bar the correct bar path and you know <clears throat> the first time just getting onto a bar, just doing twenty minutes of that snatch warm up could be enough to do your snatching for that day. Like you've you've done the pull, you've done the snatch deadlift, the high pull power. Overhead squats, full snatch. You probably rock up, you know, six yeah. to hundred reps with an empty bar um, in a mo in movements yeah. that you've not done for twelve weeks. So that's enough for session one. 
Uh, same applies for clean and jerk and then doing that for a couple of weeks and then just potentially adding like a little bit of weight like go through it with an empty barbell and then go through it with fives on each side or tens on each side um, and you'll know you'll know when you can start adding more weight because like when you catch the barbell for snatch for example like you'll feel like you've got good tension there and, and you know your bar path feeling good and you just feel in control, whereas if it feels alien, it feels like you're not, the bar pass kind of like swinging around or your catch is just like it's a bit sore in the wrists or the shoulders, then um, you're not ready for that that weight. So just drop back to a, to an empty bar, um, and, you know, build it up as you would in one, as you would usually in one snatch session, you build the weight up. Just imagine that one snatch session has become four weeks and you're just building that weight up across the four weeks. Um, and there's obviously other things like accessory work that a lot of people will be doing a lot of during lockdown, you know, lunges and Bulgarian split squats is probably what a lot of people have, have had access to. Um, but just gradually, now you do get access to more weight like with your back squats or front squats. Again, just gradually work the load up so that you feel like the muscles are controlling the exercise and there's not just like loads of strain. If you feel like the strain on ligaments, like if it's front squat, if you feel like the strain there in your in your wrists or your elbows or so, um, then it's just because they've obviously not been exposed to that front rack position. So, you know, don't do loads and loads of weight, load of reps, just keep the keep the weight low, um, you know, 50% of your max, uh, and just do sets of three to five with high rest periods so that every rep and every set that you do, you know, you're not putting your body under too much stress, but you also are exposing it enough to what it's not had previously. Um, so yeah, this in like your gymnastics is the highest skill elements that a lot of people not been able to get to like your, your snatching clean and jerk, potentially heavy squats and heavy deadlifts. And then your, um, your rig and ring work, kipping and, like it's those higher skill exercises that um, are the main ones to just just be aware of. Cool. What about uh, let's say go into a bit of mentality approach to it? Um, uh, some people might be uh, worried about where they was and where they're not now. Yeah. Um, and I'll bring, I think that could be a stress factor for some people, can't it? So. What's there to take away from it saying, all right, let's just not worry about that as such or, okay, I might just have to take 10% off my lifts or, yeah. you know what I mean? Just to build that confidence and feel better, I suppose. I think first of all, first of all they've just, you've just got to accept that you've not snatched for 12 weeks, you're going to have got worse at snatching. Mm. You? Or you're not going to have got worse but your body's just not ready to snatch the weights that it was snatching previously. Um, you know, you've not forgotten how to snatch. You might feel a bit rusty at first, and that's why I said about the snatch warm up there and getting the bar path and the technique in. Um, but I think the first part of the mindset just becomes of acceptance and just being realistic and think logically about what's happened over the last 12 weeks and what training you've been doing. Like, if you can first then accept and go into training knowing full well that you're not going to be as good as at, um, at kipping anymore. And, you know, you know, if you had one or two ring muscle-ups before the, uh, the lockdown, there's a good chance you're not going to be able to do a ring muscle-up anymore. You know, if, if one was your max set, like, just accepting that, and once you've accepted it, then you can, you can start thinking about, well, how do I get back to, you know, to get into where I was? Whereas if you just go in straight into, if you like, so if for that example there, if you did have one ring muscle up and just the one, like rather than going right, do a little warm up, let's see if I can still do ring muscle ups. <laughs> Some people yeah. might fly over and do it, do it fantastic. They might be a bit sore the next day or they might pop a peck off, but um, <laughs> there's a good chance that you're not going to do one and then you're going to get pissed yeah. off and then, uh, you know, you throw your toys out of the pram. Uh, a funny story actually, well, I don't know if you've been following Mitch, you know, which I chat, we send each other the odd message now and again. We're both into cycling now and we have a little bit of a cycling friends chat. And uh, <laughs> he's not, he's not, uh, he's not been in his gym. He owns CrossFit All Ramps and he's not been in his gym really. He did all those stupid burpees. Um, <laughs> not stupid, it, it, it's a good cause. Um, 
but he's not been training other than cycling and you know doing some home wads. And he said he went into the gym last week, tried to do a max unbroken set of bar muscle ups, and he did twelve, which is yeah, quite yeah. A high, quite a high number. But this is from someone who could do thirty mm. unbroken, you know. So he's dropped less than fifty percent of his max set, and he just he said it was. Um, like lats blew out, like the lats weren't used to that loading of the muscle groups like over and over for rep on rep. Um, mm. so there's just an example, like there's a high level athlete and that's how much he's detrained over that time. Yeah. And although it's a bit annoying, there's nothing we can do about the situation. So you're just going to have to, you know, to crack on. And rather than thinking how far behind you've got, just start building like, Little get get a little bit of momentum and start gradually building to what you were at previously, and let that let that be your goal first of all. Rather than thinking right, I could snatch hundred, I want to get back into and start snatch like get towards one ten. Like, yeah, oh, just forget about one ten. Start thinking about eighty, then think about eighty five, ninety, and just get back to it. And you'll find when you get back to where you were, you've got the body, your body, like I said before, will have more to give to surpass where you were at. Um, and it's an example that me and Jack have gone through, you know, numerous times now from when we we take prolonged time off. People probably say that we've retired because we've took so long off. But, <laughs> but like... I find that so funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny <guy. laughs> People said I've retired four times, but it's yeah. like, I know now... Yeah, I know now the point that I'm at is that I know I can I can physically still train and you know get my performances to a high level, but I can't do that all year round anymore. Like I've got to have times where I'm sitting back, you know, got a business to run, got a family, um, you know, making sure that that that's all running fine and and dealing with that kind of lifestyle stress, and only when the time's right. Can I then like get back into some, um, you know, more regular routine training and build back up? And it's that building back up phase that it's actually when you once you've done it a few times, it's the exciting part, knowing that you, like, I'm, I'm only, I'm only 10k off me yeah. max, and <laughs> you can build that momentum back up. And then when you do get to, to pass to where you were, like it's, uh, you know, it's just a good like intrinsic motivation wise. It's just. I suppose like saying like th these things are going to happen in, in professional athletes career they're going to drop off and they're going to come back and get better and yeah and you, have, like you have to go through a stage of detraining at some point in your career like you look at boxers boxers like Ricky yeah. Atten is actually a very uh, extreme example but you see what Ricky Atten used to go through mm. not saying you know <laughs> go on the piss and <laughs> but he used to just fully come off training um, and then when he, a fight would be when he'd know that there was a fight coming up then he'd get himself back up um, you know he'd be in a better nick than, than most people Cam actually um, it was Kratos' podcast uh, with Cam Porter and um, it's quite uh it's nice to hear that other athletes are the same as well, is that he goes through phases where when he knows there's competition coming up, there's something he needs to focus on, he'll be able to go all in with his training and just like have everything like really tightly up to that competition. And then after that competition, he just takes, you know, four or so weeks off and, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't touch the gym. And, you know, he might just do the odd session just to make himself, you know, feel a bit better. But it's not training, training. Not competitive training. Yeah, it's not competitive training. It's not putting you, putting your body under high loads of stress day after day. Um, and he feels like he can get to that higher peak of performance when he needs to by just going up and down, up and down, rather than just trying to like hold, like get a fitness level and like hold on to it for the rest of your career. Um, I think that's a good thing to expose actually, because when I first moved up to JST, um, when I came up last summer. Yeah. I was like, this is going to be flat out. Well, uh, you know, and I think obviously, Steve, you had, you had the baby or whatever, and Jack was, I don't know, you was going to take time out, but then you went to the games, didn't you? Yeah. In 2019 again. But I see, like, you guys train just like like normal. Do you know what I mean? Like, you don't, like, we, we think like you're, do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like everyone was like going to go, 
crazy and I was wrapped up in this crazy like sort of training and yeah. eight hours a day but it's not like that it isn't like that is it and I think a lot of people out there on the program literally be like I've got to do more I've got to do this I've got to get back in that gym yeah. um, and that stresses them out I think doesn't it so yeah. I'm like yeah. for you guys just to say like you know you get that you do take time out where you deload quite a bit etc do you know what I mean yeah. it's, it's probably good for them to hear Everyone, well, everyone's here, basically. Yeah. Go on, Jack. You, you, you just end up, like, if we, if we hammer each other every single day, like, of the week when we're training, we're, we're going to burn out in, you know, after two, two weeks max. So you've got to, you definitely got to, you know, kind of pace yourself and pick your days, pick your battles, like, one week you might think, yeah, I'm going to really go ham on this whiteboard workout, whereas the next week you might have, you know, pushed the day's training on the Friday instead, and you might just not be feeling the whiteboard workout on the Saturday. So you just kind of go into the workout and you know you're not going to do as well, but, you know, you just, you're still involved in that community aspect and putting your yeah. score in and, and everything else. Definitely. It's just... It's one it's one thing actually me and Jack have spoke about it a few times it's like it's being able to like rise up to the occasion like to the occasion like when it's at a competition or you know when it's a workout that means something where it's a qualifier like you'd notice um I don't even, I don't oh, yeah you did you saw us on the last open but you'd notice a complete different change of atmosphere yeah. and mood when you know that there's a there's a workout or an event coming up where that me and Jack are like working for or there's a qualifying workout coming up like yeah it's, definitely it's 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 different and it needs to be different and I think it's it's an area there where people they struggle to like you know alter the intensity that they can give to train mm. like sometimes it needs to be just like ramped up and there's you know there's nothing you know, there's nothing stopping you, and everything in that day or week or whatever, how long ever it is, is is focused on training. Um, mm -hmm. And I think f people kind of like, let's say like, that's a hundred percent, and people hover around the eighty to eighty-five percent of like where they're just constantly going hard. But it's it's constantly quite hard, and they're constantly tr constantly training quite hard all of the time. And they're consistently quite hard, which is good consistent training. But if your goal is top end performance, there needs yeah. to be points where that's down to like fifty percent, so that and so that you can you can reach a hundred percent when you need to. Um, and it's like I don't we never really like agree like we start now like me and Jack is just, it just be like we'll know that like well training is going to start getting ramped up now and. You look, I don't know if you've been in the gym when we've gone through a phase of training where you know we are regularly pushing. Definitely, it. yeah. Oh yeah, like that's what I mean. Like it's, when I see that, like when you're training for the games, it's all like very professional, wasn't it? Straight in there and like getting your things done and all that. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, like and then like just seeing your other side where you just took a bit of time out and things like that. Where I think people see it as they see everyone just going in at all that time. Yeah. Where where it is just a, when you've got something specifically, you, you guys know, and you've got in there, got the work done sort of thing, and then just eased off. Yeah. And uh, I suppose it was that, that sort of thing would help people out understanding that in their training, I think, yeah. along them lines. Yeah. And it's, it's tough because the standard of CrossFit is so high these days. Like People that want to get to a sanctioned event, like you have to be a good level to get to a sanctioned event. Like You have to be fit. So... Um, like, and you have to be strong. So, like, accepting that I need to then step back and not train as much to then be able to train harder, it's a hard thing to do and it's a hard thing to let go of for a little bit. Like, if you need to, if you have been just kind of, like, banging your head against the wall. That's what I've been doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. It's <laughs> <in bed. laughs> yeah, I've been sandbagging. <laughs> um, so like it's it, it's a hard thing to accept, like to step back, um, and only once you've done it, and then experienced how much better you are when you go back into training, and then at how much higher you can get, will you be able to accept that it's it works? 
And in Jack's an example now, I mean, he took a decent amount of time off there after last season and, you know, just took away any stress of training competitive, competitively or competing. You know, I tried to lure him in with a few trips to Miami and, and Rogue, but it was out <laughs> And, uh, and he just back squatted one what, 175 for 10 or something the other week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I can tell by looking at him squat and the videos sent, like, they, I mean, it wasn't a slow 175 for 10. Like, there was no grindy, really, reps, although it might have felt it. Like, he's squatting fast and you can see his body is like reacting to the stimulus and the weight that it's being put on him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think you might have, the last time you were at that weight and squat, squatting was 2016-17 time. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 200 for three. Um, and I'm pretty yeah. sure you might be able to push, you know, push those numbers now. And it's just that having yeah. that, it just had, yeah, he had a, has had a long, long off-season, but he also had a long time where he was, you know, going for it to get himself, yeah, get to the games and get to regionals, you know, year after year. How do you feel about with that, Jack? Do you like your men when you sort of like to that deload? Do you worry about oh, I'm going to lose this? I'm going to oh, I'm not going to be able to lift as much? Or have you just let that all go? Just sort of like just think, do you know what? It is what it is, and I'll come back to it when I can, sort of thing. So it it definitely comes with experience, and obviously because I trained with Steen, he was already you know quite an experienced athlete in that he'd been training pretty competitively for, for two, three years already. Um, like he kind of passed that down to me. And then I, I feel like I kind of realised that quite quickly within like a year or two. Yeah. Um, so I, like, I know that, you know, when I'm, when I'm going all in, like, yeah. I when you flip the switch. It's time to start push, yeah. You, like, you, like you say, yeah, flip that switch. But kind of at the at the moment, like I've obviously decided to kind of take it a bit easier. Um, like I, I'm kind of I'm fine with it because, like Steve said before, I I know I can mm. when I want to turn it back on or if I want to turn it back on, I can do it, and I know I can get back to, you know, pretty close to where I, I was, or you know, if I wanted to push it for an extended period of time, I could probably get better again. Yeah. Um, but it's, I've got other things going on, like, you know, I'm yeah. one with a business and stuff like that with GST Compete, you know, we're trying to push it a bit more or um, just kind of, with COVID right now, yeah. it's giving me time to kind of work on, you know, a bit more of a balance with the family and that sort of stuff. But with training, I've had the goal where I've been like, right, I'm really going to use this time to, focus on my squats and build my squats up because yeah I am quite a strong athlete but I know I don't I'm not like the best mover when it comes to squatting like yeah. I squat quite slow and like up and down whereas now I've been kind of making sure that I'm moving a bit faster like I've not been able at the start I wasn't kind of pushing the weights quite as much as I want to because I was focusing a little bit more on speed um so just kind of things that probably maybe should have been addressed like a few years ago. I'm kind of using that time to work on it now. So essentially make you better, really. So. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, um, there's, there's something, I can't remember the name of what they call it, but um, I think it's an American, it's an American term. Um, basically, it's like when there's... Um, when there's close to being a terrorist attack, like like everyone's on alert and everything's like really tight, like the security's really tight and, you know, there's police people out on the roads and, you know, forces, whatever. Like it, when the, when the, the terrorist, um, you know, likelihood of a terrorist attack is so high, like everyone's just like, everything's f- fully tight. Like you know, I can't remember the, the name that they call it. There is a, it's like an abbreviated term. Um, and it's the same type of thing there is like, um, I don't want to call, um, compare CrossFit to a terrorist attack, but, 
<laughs> Feels like it when you work out. Com- competition there is like it's the same. It's like your nutrition, your training, your recovery, your sleep, like your time spent around everything that needs to get better at uh, get you better for training and get you better for competition needs to be super tight and you can only be like that for so long um if you try and be like that for all year round then it's it's gonna be like everything's gonna be a little lower so that you can sustain it because how tight you need to get to be at that top level is not a sustainable level it's not a sustainable lifestyle but you can oh no yeah yeah you, but you can do it for a certain amount of time and your performance will get better from it um so it's like I say, it's being able to tone that down, and you know when there's no, there's no like if we're in Billinge now, and there's no chance there's going to be a terrorist attack. Everyone's walking around the streets. It's pretty chilled. You don't see any policemen. Mm. You know, it's just. Um, but you know, if there'd been a terrorist attack last week down here, then it wouldn't be the same atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? It's. Um, yeah. Everyone's on high alert, sort of. Yeah, exactly. Everyone's you know everyone's aware, and everyone's you know not maybe not going out of the house and walking around the streets. Um, you know, a bit similar to COVID now, when it started, you didn't leave your yeah. house. But now, you know, you're allowed six, you know, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's just that level of... You had a party now. Yeah, okay. you had a party now. <laughs> it's just being able to, I think people need to get better at, um, like, adjusting the amount of intensity they can put into their life and the training, uh, like, by taking it down, but also, like, taking it up. Uh, properly as well. Uh, I think that's one thing I did learn when I come up, when I come up with uh, Justin, see you guys, like just able to turn that intensity up a little bit more and then also drop it down a little bit. Um, like you said, uh, I sort of found that then I was able to push a little bit harder in workouts. Yeah. Um, the ones that I chose I wanted to sort of thing, think oh, I can give this a good. And yeah. I actually found the second gear, another gear that I've never really had. I was like, I oh, actually, yeah. I was just, Literally seeing what you guys were doing, if you know what I mean. I, I That's thought, why I put those, um, you know, intensity ratings on the program, the RPE stuff, and I don't know how much people take notice of it because as soon as it says MRAP, they're like, right, I'm going as fast as possible now. Yeah. <laughs> like, like if it says seven out of ten and it says MRAP, then it just means that the, the if it's seven out of ten and it's you know ten minute MRAP, you know you don't need to get yourself hyped up to do it, and you don't need to get yourself like super like. Yeah focused yeah. and ready for it you just need to move well move at a good pace push yourself hard but don't like emotionally and physically invest yourself into that yeah as if it's the the, yeah. the, the most important 10 minutes of your life because then you're more likely to be able to do it day after day after day and get increase the amount of training volume which you know there's, a, there's always that big argument of what's more important volume intensity but you need a certain amount of volume if you're going to be able to deal with a certain amount of intensity. So the bigger the volume that you can deal with, you know, in the, and then in the right doses, and if it puts together well, the higher the intensity you'll be able to get. And if you're if you're just doing the odd seven out of ten, eight out of ten, and you know, moving well, pushing yourself hard, but not fully killing yourself, that when you do get to let's just say, for example, that whiteboard workout on Saturday, when we say nine out of nine out of ten RPE. You should be able to have something in you to, you know, to yeah, set it yeah. to go to go really hard, um, because you've yeah. been kind of holding yourself. Like Reggie's a really good example where, like previously, and it's because of his mentality, he just wants to do every workout and just fucking <laughs> smash, smash it. Like, and he just want he just because he wants to, you know, he's motivated. He wants to get good, um, and. You know, Jack's been having words with him, and I've tried to get it easier. That he just needs to just like settle it down, settle it down, settle it down, and then wait until he's like boiling and fizzing to go, and then let him go. Mm. And then yeah. how fast he goes then? Like he's done some workouts recently, and he's they're just his times are just yeah. ridiculous. And that that frusty, the frusty burpee yeah. one was a, a really good example the other week. He was like you know, a minute faster than more, like, other really good athletes, and you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, holy shit, that's what happens when you rein it back for, you know, most of the rest of the week, and then you're like, yeah, right. full sendies yeah. on this whiteboard workout, and that's when you know, like, you're, you're like, right, 
I've just been able to send it when it actually matters and when everyone else is, you know, trying to put a decent score in as well. Yeah. Um, it 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 does drive me around the bend when I'm getting like messages saying, "Oh yeah, like I'm only sent this workout today. Like I'm dead. I'm nearly dead. I was." Dead. I was like, oh god. Don't, why are you doing that today? <laughs> it says it's seven out of ten RPE. What are and you doing? There's, <laughs> and there's me taking oh. out for a seven hour, seven hour back ride on D Lord week. <laughs> oh. oh God. But I don't know if someone. Go on, Jack. That's what Reggie now would be like, like, you know, so he, you went on that big bike ride yesterday. Yeah. He knows, like, especially the first half of this week, he probably. He's, you know, he's going to be feel pretty fucked probably for the next few days. So don't expect, you know, as much as what you were maybe hoping before. Yeah. You end up going on that bike ride as an example. So, you know, there's, there's good examples from the actual bike ride itself of that whole thing. But not just like solving the bike ride. It's like we get into the first, we got to the very first hill. We were 10 minutes in. And it's up out of his saddle, just like going <laughs> for it. Yeah. Just like Reggie. Reggie, Reggie. And just like on any of the hills, except from one of the hills where I had to freaking stop. Um, I know. I didn't even think about it. But, um, like he gets up out of his saddle. The, the, the hill comes, he feels the hill, gets up out of his saddle, and then going for it, going for it, going for it. But this yeah. hill's like a couple of kilometres long. And he gets to like halfway through that hill, and then I just slowly just kind of like <laughs> up past him. Yeah. He's gone. He's, that's, and it's the same kind of like mentality and the same application of like just wanting to send it. Um, mm-hmm. The thing is, he, he's that good at sending it and recovering. Mm. You know, he's, he's young and he's he's, uh, he's, he's, he's built well in the background into CrossFit that he'll recover and he'll go again. He'll, recovering he'll go again and it's cycling so what harm is it actually going to do it's not like yeah. sending weightlifting session after weightlifting session um so there's pretty low uh chance of like he's only you know he's only going to get tired from it he's not going to do any damage yeah, yeah. Um, in that like sort of get back to the gyms obviously uh returning to gym that intensity um people just want to be aware don't they when they're going straight back in especially in the workouts, because they're going to see them, I suppose, and be like, I'm going to smash that one today. And it's like, yeah. they haven't really raised their heart rate, really, over like the 12 weeks. Yeah. You just um, got to, like, everyone will be super motivated, obviously, really happy to get back in the gym. Like, it's just natural. Like, see the mates, train around the mates again. Um, but you just got to kind of, like, let that motivation, that will to want to just, like, push yourself really hard just let it kind of let it boil a little bit longer until your body is ready for it and any intensity that you do do that you do do um just make sure it's on the movements and the exercises that you've been able to previously do so if you've had a rowing machine at home and you've been able to row then like make sandies on the row yeah push the <laughs> rowing workouts hard um Everyone's probably sick of burpees, but you know the body weight stuff. Um, you'd be able to push hard, and you'd be able to get good intensity there because there's a good chance, like we said before, that everything you've been able to do is quite low skill based. So you'll still be able to get good intensity, the higher skill stuff that you might not have been able to do. Just gradually build it up, and in six weeks' time, you'll be able to push it just as hard as as everything else, um, and you'll be in a better position in, in three months. Time definitely. Good stuff. Good stuff. Like we uh, covered enough really to get these guys with a good bit of knowledge. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully there's enough uh, takeaways. Like I say, it's hard. It's hard knowing exactly everyone's situation. Um, your two situations have been quite similar, actually. But you know, some people might be the opposite. They might have had a pull-up bar on the on the wall, but they might not have had a barbell. Um, but like I said in the beginning, just identify what you've not had exposure to and just be just be sensible keep the volume low gradually build it up uh, little and often rather than lots yeah the awareness basically yeah cool well i'm just going to close this out then guys yeah, yeah.
Cool. Well, hopefully today's topic has helped you guys, and thank you for listening or watching on our YouTube page. Keep your eyes and ears peeled for the next episode. Thank you. Peace. See ya. See ya.